Welcome to the Sem Scoop. I'm your host, Matt Buffano, and I'm excited to bring you episode 23 of this podcast where guests and I discuss what is happening at Wyoming Seminary. Today's guest is Maya Evans, one of the newest members of the Sem community. Maya is Summer at Sem's Director of Theater, a three-week program slated for July of this year, 2023. The Summer at Sem Theater Camp is, again, a three-week program, and it is all about discovering and developing talents such as acting, dancing, singing, and performing in general. And Maya, as you'll hear in this interview, is really enthusiastic about making sure campgoers have the best experience possible. I think this interview provides some awesome background on the camp and on Maya. And for more information, please visit summeratsem.org. Now, let's start the show. Okay, Maya Evans, welcome to the SEM Scoop. Uh, You're going to be intimately involved with Summer at SEM, and you're joining us here on a pretty chilly uh, winter evening. But first off, just tell us, uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thanks. You know, it's probably chilly here in the city, uh, which is where I live, but I haven't been outside all day. So, New York City, is it? Oh, yeah. Yes. I live in New York and I do a lot of virtual events uh, freelance. So I've been supporting government trainings all day long. So I don't know what the weather's like outside. It's like mid 30s here today. By the time people are yeah. listening, who knows exactly what it'll be like. But yeah. uh, the reason that we're bringing you on here today is because you are the new director of theater for Summer at SEM. And well, actually, before we even get into what you'll be doing at Wyoming Seminary, just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and what experiences brought you to Wyoming Seminary. I'd love to. I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona. So when it gets below 40 here, my mom texts me, are you cold? Are you okay? But I've been living in New York City since 2009. I came out here for school and just stuck around afterward. I got my BFA from NYU Tisch in musical theater and drama. And I have worked as a lot of different, uh, you know, I wear a lot of hats. I, I really love directing and being a teaching artist. And though I didn't really, you know, I didn't get my formal education in being an educator, I've found myself an educator now. And it's just hugely rewarding. And I really love working with young performers and and kind of helping them figure out their favorite parts of what they're doing. Because everyone, they think they know, but like there's something so special about working with an ensemble of of young artists and, and watching it all kind of click for them. Coming from Phoenix to New York City, that's a big leap of faith that you kind of took yourself. So when you think back to your high school days, you know, which is obviously the kids that you'll be seeing at Summer at SEM, what sort of idea did you have about what you wanted to be? And also, how have you chased those dreams or attained, you know, some of the things that you wanted to accomplish at an early age? It's interesting. The first thing I thought of was, and how have those things changed? Because I think for me, there's just been so much change. I think that, you know, I've been performing my whole life. I was in my first musical when I was four or five years old and did a ton of community theater and did every every opportunity I had at school to do theater. I was on stage and I was working on stuff. I kind of always had this picture of what my life would be like. And it's changed so dramatically 
pun intended, um, <laughs> but in such wonderful ways, because I feel like I was, I was always thinking I'm a performer. I just want to be told where to stand and, you know, what are my lines? And I realized that that's always really fun. And I do still enjoy performing, but I also really love being in charge. <laughs> so, um, I found a passion for directing in college and it was something that I probably should have seen coming. Cause I, you know, bossy kid my whole life, but it, it's, it's something that I was able to nurture leadership skills and I was able to watch some, uh, some really incredible mentors lead groups of people through the act of like creating a show and sharing a story with an audience. Uh, and, and I found that that was something that I was so much more interested in than I thought I would be. At Tisch, I had the opportunity to learn from some incredible people. And since graduating, I mean, over the last decade or so, I have produced independently uh, in the city, off-off-Broadway, some off-Broadway work, and I I'm very what needs doing. So whenever I have colleagues and you know friends who are putting a project together, if I realize, oh, I, I want to help with that, that's something that I'm passionate about, that story means something to me, then I'm the first person to go, what do you need? And kind of jump in. So that means that I, I've worked as a director and I've assisted some fantastic directors. Uh, I've produced and I've worked a little bit in the casting side of things. And I'm a costume designer as of a couple of years ago. That was a, another little leap of faith. Like you said, just I jump into things. Yeah, and you're jumping into Wyoming Seminary now. So welcome, of course. Before we get to Wyoming Seminary too, you mentioned you produced some stuff you called it off, off Broadway. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite experience from your off Broadway or off, off Broadway uh, <laughs> that you could tell us about? Uh, yeah, I, I've got, I'll give you one of each. And um, the first was I got to assist the production designer on Puffs. It's kind of a Harry Potter parody. It's a one act, it's a play, it's not a musical. And it follows a group of original characters who were sorted into the Puffs house. And if you know anything of that world, you, you know which house I'm talking about. Uh, there's the Braves, the Snakes, the uh, Smarts, and the Puffs. The show focuses on them. And it is one of the funniest things I've ever been a part of. And I, every time I just went to see it, had such a great time. And uh, my friend... Madeline Bundy, she was actually in the original cast and she is an incredibly gifted visual artist and designer. So she called me and said, hey, I need an assistant. I'm, I'm part of production design for the show and we're, we're going to bring it from the pit, which is the uh, People's Improv Theater, to an off-Broadway theater where we've been picked up by this production company and we're going to be opening off-Broadway at the Electra. And I need an assistant for costume and prop design. And I said, Maddie, that sounds amazing. I would love to help. Uh, you know that I don't know how to sew, right? And I've never <laughs> professionally been a proper costume designer. She said, that's fine. I need someone who's going to answer their phone and help keep me on budget when we go shopping and be meticulously organized and just you know, be ready to kind of jump in and use their imagination because this whole show needs to feel really homespun. It's got a, a very particular look and that is a bunch of kids in a common room in a basement somewhere near the kitchens. And that's, we need to lean into that. And so we're going to be taking our ideas from the pit, which I think seats maybe 40 to 50 people and opening them up like an accordion and, and sort of 
bringing them into this off-Broadway house, which, you know, 160 to 200 seats is usually off-Broadway house. And it was amazing. I had such a wonderful time. I mean, I just learned as much as I could and absorbed all of her wisdom like a sponge and ran around making returns and, you know, pick, pick these up and paint them and get them back to me later. Okay. And we need to go out to the crazy huge Goodwill in Queens and fight the old ladies for the cheap stuff when they, when they drop new things in the bins. So it was, it was really fantastic. And it was so much fun. And that was, that's my first off-Broadway credit was the production assistant on that one. Off-Broadway or off-off. If you don't know the difference, it is fine because it's confusing and honestly kind of dumb. But <laughs> off-Broadway is literally just about the size of the house. So when you've got an audience of like 160 plus, I think it is, then you're an off-Broadway theater. So it seems like this big, big deal, but it's it's like about how many uh, audience members you can accommodate. Off-Off-Broadway, I've done a bunch of work downtown at theaters like The Crane and The Clarion when it was still around, Rip Clarion. Um, and when I was still in school, actually, I produced and directed and performed in a musical at Theater 80 St. Mark's, which... If you've ever walked down St. Mark Street, you may have passed. It's, it looks really old because it is really old. They had an opening in their schedule. I had a musical I was just sort of dying to produce here in the city. And we made it happen. Uh, it was a show that was written by one of my childhood mentors uh, back at my community theater in my hometown. It's called Desert Stages. And the man who founded the theater used to write original musicals for us to perform as children. So we did a show called Kingdom of the Clouds at theater 80 and I wore all the hats at the same time to to do it and it was so special I it was the first time that the show had been produced outside of my hometown with a live orchestra we worked our butts off to make it possible we raised money on kickstarter we hung flyers all over the east village and I was so proud of that that one really really proud what was the timeline of that like how many months or years did it take from you having the idea let's do this in new york to the first night or only night i don't know how many times you performed it oh uh, we ran for i think we ran for a couple weekends so maybe i feel like it was maybe six shows total it was back in 2013 so now i'm sitting here like oh that was a minute ago i don't remember <laughs> um but i know that i know that i wanted to do it so i was i remember starting my senior year uh, and and realizing that I actually had taken enough credits that I could go part time uh, in my studio, and uh, that's what Tish calls like your your conservatory type classes. They call studio. So I I had too many basically uh, credits with that. So I was like, well, I might go part time as a student, and then I wanted to apply to do a gap show, which is basically you fill out a whole application, you explain your vision and your whole thing, and then Tish selects. I think two or three gap shows per semester. They give you some money. They give you a space to perform and you can do your thing. I started getting my gap show application together in the fall of my senior year and I did not get chosen. And so we decided to do the show anyway on our own dime and with our own resources. So that was how we ended up at Theater 80 was kind of, we went, well, guess the show won't be going up at a Tisch Theater. Um, how much can we afford? What Can we rent a space? You know, I'm... So that was my first time figuring out the professional rental process in New York, which is a beast. And, and that's it. something that 
you got to prepare students for, whether at the high school level or when they get into college. So you bring in a lot of experience to this position. So the Summer at SEM program has filmmaking, dance, and theater, and you're going to be the director of theater. What was it that you know stood out about Wyoming Seminary or Summer at SEM? Why did you you know, seek out this position? So I remember actually seeing the job listing on Playbill, which, you know, got to peruse from time to time, see what's getting posted there. And I, it just sounded like so much fun. I mean, I think the description was something like in, in the beautiful Wyoming Valley, you know, we've got these state-of-the-art spaces and we, we have a student community that's really passionate about the arts and about their, you know, creative pursuits. And we're looking for someone to come in and share their love of theater with us to sort of mold the program and shape it and bring in some new ideas, but, but ultimately to kind of collaborate with the community we already have. And I went, yeah, that's me. I want to do that. I, I'm a very collaborative person. And especially as a teaching artist, I've had the opportunity to work with a lot, a lot of different uh, educational organizations, both in the city, uh, in New Jersey, up in Westchester County. And I, I just love, you can feel when a place like has the magic already going on and being able to, to just kind of walk in and immerse myself in, in that and go, Oh, great. You all, you feel it too. You guys are on. Okay. Yeah. Like what can we make together? I, I just loved it. And I met Gail. My first interview with Gail was just wonderful. I'm talking about Gail Seckle, who's the director of summer programming as you obviously know. Mm -hmm. um, but she just leapt out of the zoom screen. She was so excited and clearly so familiar with each of the individual programs. And she really understood what it takes to put up a musical in three weeks, but also that that is just one piece of an amazing summer puzzle, like that we want to do this show, obviously, but we also want to make sure that students have the opportunity to take classes in a bunch of different disciplines. I think she said something to me, uh, you know, about, we want to make sure that the experience that a student can have with us is something they can only have at summer at SEM. So, you know, it's not a just, ah, sign up, I'll be in a show, it'll be fine. And then I'll forget all about it. Like we want to be able to mentor these young performers. We want to be able to help them find what they really love and push that further and take risks in a safe space, really explore what they're capable of. Have you been to Wyoming Seminary yet? No. <laughs> Well, I, I'm sure you've seen pictures of. I know. I've, I've uh, got my bus ticket. I'll be out there. We have an open house for the creative arts programming uh, coming up on March 26th. So I'll be there noon on March 25th and it'll be a, an amazing weekend. But yeah, I have not had the opportunity yet to come out to campus and it kills me. And when Gail tells you about the state of the art facilities or anything, she's not lying. I don't know if you've seen yeah. the Kirby Center for Creative Arts, but I mean, it is a, a two story concert hall with, I don't know, five, six hundred seats or so and mm -hmm. great lighting. It's honestly an amazing facility. You might want to stay here after putting on a play there. I mean, just from the videos and the photos that are available, I, I feel as if I have been there just with all of the. I, I'm you guys, I look at the website so much <laughs> just sitting there going, right, right. This, 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 I feel like I know it. I'm really excited to actually get out there. And it's funny. So I haven't been to SEM yet, but I have been to a few recruitment events on behalf of SEM already, uh, which has been so much fun, but it's, it was a little funny to me at the first one kind of 
you know, explaining that we're going to live on campus, you know, because I was at uh, New Jersey Thespians in, in Trenton and explaining, well, it's about two hours from here. So if you live here local, you know, you might want to be a residential student. I'll be living on campus. It's going to be so beautiful. I'm, I'm really so excited to get out of the city for a little bit in the summer. I'm sure Sam never, ever smells like hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. Oh, yeah. Well, it's going to it's got something on Manhattan for sure. Cause. Yeah, it'll be a change of pace um, <laughs> when you're talking to prospective students and families about summer at SEM. What is it that you think really connects with them? Is it the location of where SEM is? Is it the ability to not only put on a performance, but also learn some skills? Is it the the connections that you have or what is it that people's eyes kind of light up? I hope it's a little of all those things that you mentioned. And I think that at a recruitment event, the longer I can get someone to actually chat with me, the more I can explain, you know, the more they get to find out. And that's always the goal. You know, you don't want to just hand someone a flyer and say like, okay, this is my thing. Bye. I have a lot of great conversations. And I also just really enjoy hearing what the students are passionate about. I think that that's something that I enjoy. I'm good at. It's weird to say I'm good at talking to people, but uh, I am good at talking to people. I, I, I want to know what makes them tick. So when I meet someone new, especially, a, you know, a young artist, somebody who is kind of maybe going through some of the same stuff that I was going through at 15, 16 years old, and somebody who is shaping their own worldview and who's, I mean, living through the America that we're all living through together right now, I want to know what moves them and what they're interested in and what stories they want to tell. I had a fun time, you know, fangirling with kids about, oh, what, what's our favorite shows and you know, what are we excited that's coming up? And when you find people who are kindred spirits, then it's easy to establish that rapport. And then I get to say, hey, why don't you come? And we're going to spend three weeks just in that soup together. And <laughs> I'm really, really excited about that. And I think that students can see why that would be valuable to them and they get excited as well. And when you get in there day one in the summer and you get to learn about the students, is, is the curriculum kind of flexible in that you will tailor it to whatever will benefit the individuals of the class? Somewhat. So it's interesting because at some point I also have to be like a grown up who creates a schedule ahead of time and uh, make sure that I have all of the contracts with our guest artists in place before we get there for the summer. So there's some things that we need to sort of have figured out beforehand. But then there are definitely other places where there's some flexibility in the schedule. And there's even just flexibility within the classes that I'm sort of lesson planning and figuring out right now and, and sort of going, okay, so I want to do, for example, I want to talk about audition technique for musical theater. Uh, and I also have a guest artist who's going to come in and teach a masterclass in audition technique for film and television. But those two classes, just knowing that that's what we're doing Within that, there's so much room to play. There's, you know, the student who maybe they think they know their strongest 16 bar cut and they're like, yeah, musical theater audition technique, whatever, no problem. And maybe we get into class and they realize, oh my God, I hate this song that I've been singing for a year at every single audition. And we go, okay, great. Well, based on the work that you've been doing in our scene into song class with this duet with this person, uh, it seems like you actually have a real knack for this type of singing, or you have a real affinity for this type of material, why don't we try something from this? So I think that there's going to be a lot of surprises. I hope, 
I hope there's going to be a surprise. I, I definitely, I would love if students could say at the end of the three-week program that not only did they learn some of the stuff they were expecting to learn, but that they learned a lot more that they would have never even thought of, that they weren't prepared for, but in a good way, in a good way, that they pushed themselves. They maybe grew a little bit unexpectedly. One of the things that will not be a surprise is the uh, production that you put on. Yeah. So do you have any details that you could tell us about that? Yeah, we're going to do the Hello Girls, which is a musical. I am so excited to do it. Uh, it went up off-Broadway in 2018 originally. So it was produced by Prospect Theater Company. Feel free to Google them. They're very cool. Um, and they develop new musicals. That's their whole thing. They're just, they're, they're not producing stuff that already exists. They are developing and producing brand new musicals from the playwrights all over America. So they did this one. It is a fictionalized version of a completely true story. So the Hello Girls follows uh, women in World War I who volunteered to join the army and run the telephone switchboards uh, in France. It was a crazy thing that had not happened in our country yet. There were no women serving in the military in 1918. Um, but basically telephonic technology was brand new. So in the States, most of the switchboard operators were women. Women were running these facilities. Like it wasn't even just like, and a few of them were there. Like the entire telephone industry was held up by, by ladies. And as the U.S. entered the war, they realized that they were going to need to use this new technology to its highest capabilities and that the men they drafted had no idea what they were doing. So they, the call went out to, to women, you know, if, if you know, first of all, if you know switchboard operating, but also if you know French, that became very important uh, because they needed to be able to translate. Like not only were they connecting calls, they were also translating. So, you know, General Pershing is talking to General Faust. They need to be able to do that. And so they needed women who could also speak fluent French while, while doing the telephone switchboards. That sounds very interesting. That does. <laughs> I'm going to have to put that on my calendar. And do we even have the date yet? Yes. So the performances will be the final Friday night and Saturday afternoon of the program in July. So I believe that is Friday the 28th and Saturday the 29th. Friday the 28th, evening performance, Saturday the 29th, matinee performance, and then move out, I believe, is the next day, the 30th. So we do our show. We have one more night together to celebrate how fantastic our show was. And then everybody goes home. All right. And before uh, we get you out of here, one last question for the people who are listening to this, whose parents are listening to this. What sort of students are you looking for to sign up for this? Is it people who just want to be actors or do you need the backstage folks? Just who are you hoping to see in your class? I am hoping to see students who are curious and willing to try lots of different stuff. We will be focusing on musical theater performance. However, I would love to see people with an interest in design and you know technicians at any level. I know that there will be opportunities to work with Floyd, um, who I've met through email. We're talking about the set. We're talking about the design. He's great. Um, so I know that there will be opportunities to assist with some of the behind the scenes stuff. Uh, but I would say that, you know, the focus will be on performance. I do not need the perfect 10 years of dance training could be cast in the chorus of Funny Girl Tomorrow. Like, I don't need that. I just need someone 
who is excited to go for it to, I don't know. I think day one, everyone will learn that we're all going to look a little stupid sometimes. So I need people who are willing to go there, willing to kind of push themselves a little bit and to trust others. That's a big one to, to hopefully to trust me and to trust that I'm there for them, that I've got them, that my goal is to give them the safety to take these risks. I think I said that before that creating a safe space in which to take risks is my thing. So like, I want the student who can buy into that, believe that and, and internalize it and fly. Clearly you're very excited about joining SEM as we are uh, to have you. So thank you <laughs> for joining us here on the SEM scoop. Thank you so much. And Matt, if it's possible to play a sound clip, I'll send you the link and you could maybe uh, put in a song from the show, give people a little taste. That's all for today's episode of The Sem Scoop. Thank you to Maya Evans for joining, and thank you for listening. As always, five-star ratings and reviews are much appreciated, as are emails to me, Matt Buffano at mbuffano at wyomingseminary.org. If you have an idea for a future guest or subject to cover on The Sem Scoop. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.